rested assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of blood. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Y'all help me on the verse, will you? This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. And all of God's people said, Have your Bibles look with me in the book of Galatians chapter 1. Y'all glad to be here tonight? Boy, we left here on fire, and I'll be honest, we started kind of quiet tonight. And I said, man, they must have run out of fuel this morning. And uh, boy, what an awesome morning that we had in the Lord. Uh, to God be the honor and glory what he's doing in this place. We have one here tonight that's going to be baptized, and it's good to have him and uh, his family, it's good to have some first-time visitors here with us tonight. Uh, when we dismiss, you make sure that you make our visitors feel at home. Amen, church? You make sure you hug their necks and you welcome them to this church. We are so glad to have every visitor in this place. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's Word, I want to do something a little different tonight. I'm going to preach to you a sermon that I did not get for you, uh, but the Lord led me to preach this tonight. Good Lord willing, in the morning I'm preaching at a seminary uh, in Benton. Uh, they invited me to come up and preach on the power of preaching. And I don't feel like I'm qualified to preach it as three of us. The other two are doctors, uh, Dr. Copeland, Dr. Proctor, and Brother Lou Ellen. I kind of laughed and chuckled about it. I said, well, if the doctors can't do it, maybe the brother can. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I was humbled to be asked to do this, but I was very thankful. And the one that called me, uh, the one that's over the school, uh, they've got 80 preachers in their school. 
and their burden and his burden. And he said, Brother Josh, I want these men, if they do anything when they leave this school, that they learn how to preach the word. I want them to know the power of preaching. And I'm glad there's still power in preaching tonight. And I'm glad there's still power in the Word of God tonight. And so I want you to bear with me. I'm not going to preach you the whole sermon. I get an hour tomorrow. I don't think I have that tonight. So, And uh, I got a little grin out of bull back there. So, But uh, I won't keep you very long. But I do want to preach part of this. And uh, it's really to preachers. But I think you need to have an understanding uh, where I stand as a preacher so that you know what to expect from me. Uh, I believe that the position of preacher is watered down today. I believe we've lost sight. Uh, we have lost sight of what a preacher is to do. Uh, if you'll look in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Bible says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Now notice this. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of Your Word. Give me power to preach Your Word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the power of preaching. The power of preaching. The gospel is powerful without me. The gospel is powerful without a speaker. The gospel is powerful without us ever having to touch it. Uh, the Bible says there in verse 11, Paul said, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after Man, I'm so thankful that what we preach today is not of man or from man or about man. The message in which we preach today is uh, about Christ. It belongs to Christ. It's about Christ and it exalts Christ. The gospel message has never changed. I want you to understand this message in which I've been entrusted to preach is not my message. It's the message that belongs to Jesus Christ. It's His message. He lived the message. He spoke the message. He fulfilled the message. It belongs to Christ. And if it belongs to Christ, then this message in which I am to preach is an inspired message. It is a preserved message. And bless God, it's an infallible message. I want you to know the gospel message is perfect. It is without error. It is pure. The psalmist David said, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. The word of the Lord is, is pure. So as I begin to try to preach it, I need to understand this is the perfect word of God. It's perfect. The gospel belongs to Christ, but it's also about Christ. The gospel reveals the life that He lived, the death that He died. And bless God, it reveals the throne on which He sits. It reveals Christ as the anointed one of God. It, it, 
reveals him as the Son of God, and it reveals him as the Lamb of God. Every time the gospel is preached, it will always be about Christ and Christ alone. The message is power to the saved. The message is a stumbling block to the Jews. The message is foolishness to the Gentiles. Isn't it amazing that such a wonderful message can be such a tough message to so many? It is a rejected message. It is a hated message. But to the saved, it's a love message. It's a powerful message. There's nothing greater in the life of a child of God than the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Christ is about Christ and the gospel of Christ exalts Christ. Every sermon that will ever be preached will be preached for the purpose of exalting Jesus is exalting Him, not me, not the singers, not the piano players, but exalting Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. All, I'm, all I am supposed to do is lift up Jesus. Jesus said, if you lift me up and you preach me and you glorify me, I'll draw all men unto me. Isn't that beautiful? The gospel message invites the lost to be saved, and it encourages the saved to be followers of Jesus Christ. Christ allows me the privilege and opportunity to preach and exalt Him. Understand, and I understand today what my job is as preacher, but I also understand that Christ can use me in a mighty way, but if I'm not willing to do it, He'll find somebody else who will. I'm not as needed as I think sometimes. But I'm glad that he allows and chooses to use me in the manner in which he's called to use me. The question that I have tonight, can I, a preacher of the gospel, the powerful, perfect message, message can I affect the power of preaching? The gospel is powerful without me. But if I take this gospel and become a preacher of this gospel, the word preach means to announce or proclaim. If I take this and announce it or proclaim it, I must understand that I need to handle this properly. That if I don't handle this properly, that I could degrade or diminish the power of the gospel. And I'm afraid today that so many have taken this and are not handling this precious word properly enough. And if we don't hand it, handle it right and use it right and preach it right, Christ, forgive me that I could degrade, that I could lower the power of this. This has the power to save. This has the power to redeem. And I believe too many men today that are called preachers are taking this and they're degrading the power of God's Word. If I don't handle this right, I could degrade the power of Christ, the power of His salvation, the power of His Word. Friend, I want you to know tonight that when I preach the gospel, I want to handle it in a way that, that the, the power of Christ can be fully revealed, that it can be revealed in His power and its ability. I want you to know that when I preach the Word of God and I present the gospel message, I want people to see how powerful my Jesus is. I want them to see the authority that He has. I want them to see the ability that He has. I want you to know that Jesus can save anybody. He can forgive anybody. And I do not want to take away what Jesus can do. 
So how can I put myself in a position that I preach with power? I believe, number one, I must understand my position. Understand in verse 15, the Bible says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by His grace. I want you to understand that the Apostle Paul said that God called him. God called him. This was a God-called preacher. A preacher of the gospel is a calling in a position from God. As Christians, we are all called to share the gospel. But there are some that are called to become preachers of the gospel. These are men who are to dedicate their lives to the preaching of the gospel. I believe that we have watered down this position. We have watered down this position where anybody can do it. But understand the position of the preacher is a God-called position. It is a calling from the Lord. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to be a preacher. But God chose me. I didn't choose Him. He chose me. But bless God, I submitted to His will. And He has blessed me for submitting to His will. The position of preacher has been watered down to the place that preaching is an afterthought of our duties. I want you to know before I ever had a burden to pastor, God burdened me to preach the gospel. Before He ever called me to become a minister, He called me to preach. I never got up and said, I got a burden to deal with a bunch of backslidden saved people. I never got up and said, I got a burden to deal with a bunch of griping Baptists. I never had that burden. But the first burden God ever put in my heart is to preach the gospel. And I'd sit there in West Monroe, Louisiana, and I'd hear my dad preach. And boy, he could preach. But I out-preached him every time. Man, there was something in me. There was a burden. There was something there that was upon my life that I couldn't get shed of. I tried and I couldn't do it. The Apostle Paul said, For necessity is laid upon me. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I had to get up and I had to preach. I didn't want to. I wanted to run down the road and do what I wanted to do. But necessity was laid upon me. I tried everything in the world to run from it. And I couldn't run from it. Because necessity was laid upon me. I could run anywhere I wanted to run, but it would never change the callings of God. God's call is still there, whether I like it or accept it or not. And He called men to preach the gospel. Praise the Lord for ministries. Praise the Lord for Awana. Praise the Lord for all of these things. You know, we got to this place where preachers are, are, are cool preachers now. And we're to go out and invest in people and, and make disciples. And that's true. And we're to go out and we're to serve in this ministry and that ministry. But it's almost got to the place where preaching takes a back seat to everything else. And I'm going to go minister and I'm going to go do this. And oh yeah, by the way, i got to preach Sunday. And our people are starving to death in churches because preachers are so consumed with ministry that they forgot their very first calling was not to minister, but to preach. Amen. To preach. To preach Christ in Him crucified. 
Whether I visit 10 hospitals a week or I don't visit any hospitals, God called me to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Anybody can visit a hospital. Anybody can go run a wana. Anybody could do those things. But God called men to preach. And bless God, if God called you to preach, preach. Preach the Word. Man, we're wasting people's time getting up dearly dallying with God's Word. Oh, man, I'm glad God called me to preach. I love to fish. Man, I love to hunt. Man, I like it. But I love to preach. I love to preach God's Word. We see in the Scripture that preachers are given... For two simple reasons. Number one, to preach to lost souls their need of a Savior. The Bible said that Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. To preach Christ unto them. Not a how-to sermon. <laughs> not, not, not this message of love all the time. But he preached Christ unto them. He didn't take a book. He took the Bible. He didn't take this author and that author. He took the Word of God. And He preached unto them Christ. Bless God any man that will get behind the pulpit of God and get the old Bible and preach Jesus and Him crucified. You say, well, that ain't popular anymore. I don't give a rip. Because <laughs> the preaching of God's Word still works. It works. There's power in the preaching. And when we begin to preach the gospel, all souls will be saved. We need to preach to the lost souls on the street. And we need to preach to the lost souls sitting on the pew. Understand, if we're doing our job as a church, there's going to be lost people when we come in here on Sunday morning. If we are being the church and doing our job outside the four walls, there will be lost souls sitting within the four walls. If you are doing your job, and may I say this tonight, you are doing your job well. Keep up the good work. We got lost souls sitting everywhere. Praise the Lord. We got people coming in. You're doing your job. My job's to preach to them, to preach to the lost, but not just to preach to the lost, but preach to the saved and feed them with the Word of God. And Jeremiah it says, And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. He said, I'll give you pastors, I'll give you preachers to come to you and feed you. In Acts 20, 28, the Bible says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock, over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the flock of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood. God called me to preach to lost souls, and He called me to feed the hungry Christians. Understand, as a preacher, I have an obligation to preach to lost souls, and I have an obligation to preach the gospel to Christians, to feed people who are hungry for the Word of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This world is hungry they're hungry, they're hungry, and they're hungry. May I tell you, our ministries cannot feed them. 
Our ministries cannot give them what they need. It may be our ministries that bring them in the door, but our ministries will not keep them once they get inside the doors. Our ministries will not change their life. Our ministries will not save their souls. But let me tell you something. When we use our ministries for the sole purpose of bringing people in and then allowing the preaching of God's Word to do its job, I promise you, when you feed the flock of God, it is meat to the hungry. It is drink to the thirsty. <laughs> there is nothing better than getting in here and getting to the table of God and feasting on the Word of God. There are churches and Christians starving to death for the preaching of God's Word because they believe that if their ministries can get them in the church... They can keep them in the church. And then they leave immediately because they're not giving them anything. Y'all can shout right here. This is food. This is nutrition. This is what we need. I don't need my ears tickled and I don't need to play a game. Amen? I need the Word of God. That's what I need. I need to hear the preaching of Jesus Christ. I need to hear the Gospel open up unto me. I want you to know today, we need the preaching of God's Word to feed the hungry. We're living in a hungry world and they need the Gospel message. They need the Gospel message. Understand, it will give everything that you need. Oh, if you're hungry tonight, you can feast on the meat of God's Word. Oh, if you're thirsty, I invite you to take a drink. Oh, I'm telling you, the Word of God can do what nothing else can do. I'm telling you, there's power in preaching tonight. There's power in the Word of God. And I stand behind it. And I don't apologize for preaching it. I don't apologize. When I went to seminary, they said, you know, location, location, location. And if you're going to thrive as a church, you've got to have a good location. <laughs> they ain't never been a promised land, have they? <laughs> We're eight miles in a cornfield. Location does not build a church. Well, you know, this generation is changing. So you got to give them the kind of music they want to hear or they're not going to come. I've heard it. I've heard it and I've heard it and I've heard it. If you build a church off of music, you're wrong. And it will not last and it will not stand. And I've heard it. If we don't have a wanna, if we don't have this, if we don't have that, we're not going to grow. That's a lie. If you build a church on any of that mess, you're building it on sinking sand. But buddy, you build a church on the preaching of God's Word and you watch what happens. Souls begin to get saved. I'm telling you, things begin to happen. And if we stay on this solid rock, we have a solid foundation. You let the troubles come in and out. You let people come and go. We will stand on this. They don't like it, there's the door. I'm not trying to be ugly, but I'm trying to be honest. I'm not willing to forsake this for anybody. I'm telling you, this is saving power right here. This is redemption right here. I'm telling you this is victory. And somebody's got to stand up and proclaim it. And God has called me to proclaim it. Well, I don't like how he preaches. <laughs> well, I don't like what he does. Everybody's different. 
But the message is the same. Well, he's too loud. He's not loud enough. Oh, if this preacher do this or this, he'd be better. May I tell you, my job is to do one thing. It's to get so full of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm telling you as preachers, we've lost our unction. We need an unction from the Holy One. I'm telling you, I don't need all the study. Study has its place. Prayer has its place. Preparation has its place. But there's a time and place where me as a preacher have got to humble myself down and say, I can't do this, God, but I need to do you to do this through me. I cannot do it. And I need to stop and humble myself and say, God, do it for me. Not by might, nor by power, but my spirit, saith the Lord. I am nothing without Him. And if I don't get full of the Holy Spirit of God, I will never do anything. I want to preach in demonstration of the power of God. I want to preach in demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, oh, He's loud. Oh, you're going to like our preacher. He's a redneck. And boy, He gets with it now. Oh, you're going to like... I wish... I would love to hear somebody say, you know our preacher? He gets full of God every time he gets up there. I went to camp this past year and I preached that Thursday night. Them kids were slapped scared to death hearing me up there preaching. Some old people come out and say, Brother, you can say this, you preach full of the Holy Spirit tonight. That's the best compliment I ever got in my life. I don't care if I'm the best speaker. I don't care if I have the best intellect, but I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. And I want God pouring out of me into you. It's not my message, it's His. You don't need to hear from me, but bless God, we need to hear from heaven tonight. And all oh, if I would just humble myself, I sit over there on that front pew and I cry and I shake. I run 13 miles there this morning. Boy, my leg's just a moving, just a nervous wreck. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, give me. Oh, God, I want it. Proudest moment a father ever had this morning. They were gone. Connor sent me a text message. Preach good today, Daddy. Boy, that lit me up. Eight-year-old boy. Preach good today, Daddy. He knows what it means to me. He knows how it consumes me. And I'm just sitting over here. Oh, please. Oh, God, touch me. Oh, God, I need you. Just trying to empty myself enough where you can see God. I want you to see God every time I speak. Not because of who I am, but because of who He is. Not because of what I've done, but because of what He's called me to do. I have a job and I have a duty. And if I don't do it, I'm going to answer for it. I don't want to fail. I want to please Him. Y'all missed about two points there, but that's all right. I'll get them tomorrow with it. I've never preached, in 13 years of pastor, and I've never preached a sermon like this to my congregation. And I've heard, preacher, you just preach. Don't you worry about people persecuting you. You don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. And I don't. People don't bother me. Can I tell you who bothers me the most? And that's the devil. When I preach on hell, that's the hardest sermon I can preach. 
because he's going to make me miserable. I preached the second coming of Christ a couple of weeks ago. I was up three nights for that, crying. Just the devil would not leave me alone. It is a spiritual battle. And this is selfish, I know. But I'm selfish, I guess. But this preacher needs your prayers. You need to pray for your preacher. Thirteen years I've never asked that. But I'm going to ask you to pray for your preacher. I fail in so many ways, so many times. But I want you to pray that every time that I get behind that pulpit, that I'll let her rip. And that I'll preach the oracles of God. And that I'd open up, thus saith the Lord. I don't want to tickle your ears and I don't want to make you laugh. But I want you to see God. And I want you to get His message. I want to preach like the men of the Bible, that they were so full of the Holy Spirit. Those seven men to the seven churches. That they were so full of the Holy Ghost of God, that God spoke directly through those seven men to give His message to the churches. I want to be that field. Would you pray for this preacher? That God would put a hedge about me and protect me from evil. The devil attempts to destroy me. He uses my kids. He don't use my wife because she's precious. <laughs> He'll use you. It's a battle. It's a war. And it's constant and it's never ending. I need your prayers. I cannot do it without your prayers. Souls are being saved. Thirteen souls in four weeks have come to know the Lord. It's not because of me. It's not because of you. But it's because of this message. We've been proclaiming it boldly. And bless God, people have been saved. Brother Chuck, I'm going to ask that for an altar call. And I'm going to ask that we keep praying for lost souls. This is not the beginning. We're going to keep it. Or excuse me, this is not the end, but it's the beginning. We're going to keep this thing going. We got 200 people on Wednesday nights in Awana. There's more lost souls there. We're going to keep praying for lost souls. Church, I need you on your knees tonight to pray for your preacher and to pray for lost souls. I need you on your knees tonight where you are up here to pray for lost souls and pray for your preacher. Pray for your church. God's Word still works, but the devil's still attacking I cannot imagine getting to heaven and God saying, Josh, I called you to preach. Why didn't you do it? I can't imagine disappointing God. I've got one shot at this, Brother Allen, and I don't want to mess it up. And every time that I get to proclaim it, I want souls to be saved. I want people to receive it, but it, it doesn't happen. But I want you to pray that there'll be a power behind this preaching. I want you to pray that God would anoint this preaching every single time that I attempt to preach it. This is selfish of me tonight. I know. Thirteen years I've never done this. But this preacher needs you tonight. Oh, bless God. Thirteen souls. God's not done. 
has fallen on our face. God, help us. Keep saving souls.